Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Money anxiety is unfortunate reality, but it doesn't mean it has to rule your life. Taking micro steps is one of the best ways to break any money goal down into steps that are doable, aka not stressful. In this Summer Money Reboot episode, Katie from Harness Wealth 
we'll show you how to use micro steps to curb your money anxiety and finally make some progress towards your goals. Yeah, there's this psychological component, at least for me, and I think for others, where when you start achieving things, you can start checking things off your list and you feel like you're doing what you set out to do that gives you confidence and comfort and more excitement to keep going with it. And I think that's that's what's important and that's what people need. And that helps reduce the anxiety. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. We've been so busy over here talking about millennials. Of course, that's the name of the show. But we also need to shed some light on Gen Xers. I am right there smack dab in the middle between millennial and Gen X, depending on which age chart or demographic breakdown you check out. And I have to be honest, I have seen so many of my Gen X friends feel like They have got the total shaft when it comes to money education and really just attention altogether because everything is about millennials. So I wanted to give our Gen X listeners a bit of love in this episode. But honestly, no matter what generation you're in, no matter how old or how young you are, the universal truth is that we've all felt some sort of anxiety about money. Anxiety about what steps to take and when to take them. And then that's just kind of a constant loop in our heads over and over and over again. I think that's just a common human emotion. But I can't tell you the power that I've felt personally since I started incorporating Katie's wisdom of these micro steps and micro stepping your goals. I promise this is going to rock your world. I'm really excited to talk about a lot of things that I know you're really passionate about. You know, we talk obviously a lot about millennials on this podcast, but I'm curious, why is Generation X one of the most underserved in the terms of wealth management? Like, what are we just getting wrong? You know, that's a good question. Um, It is one that people don't tend to talk about as much. And I think that's because of two reasons. I think the first is that um, bigger wealth managers just tend to bucket Gen X with baby boomers and think that they can sort of service their needs in the same way, um, which, which isn't actually right. Um, and the second is, you know, there's a huge population of millennials out there and they're going to be, um, a really important part of the future of, uh, the wealth management space. And they have a lot of right. needs. I think what's, what's missing in that is actually the fact that, you know, Gen X is going to command twice the assets as millennials have by 2030. They're going to have 22 trillion in assets versus sort of the 12 trillion. So I think people spend a lot of time looking at the millennium population because uh, it's a big population, but you know it, it's going to take some time for them to really reach their peak earnings. And right now we're in a situation where Gen X is either sort of um, in or about to sort of enter peak earnings. And they're actually the generation that's 
going to benefit the most from the biggest wealth transfer we're going to see ever um, over sort of the next 20 years. They're going to capture about 57% of the 68 trillion wealth transfer that we're going to see. And so, you know, for a variety of those reasons, they have a lot of really important financial needs that need to be addressed, but haven't necessarily been addressed in the right way to date. Well, I think that's really fascinating because everything you read about millennials say that they're going to be the generation that has the largest wealth transfer. So is this just indicative of kind of whatever generation is is currently, I guess, a little bit older and moving through? Or is, is Gen X really have the leg up in terms of that over millennials? I think it's more a question of the timing of when you yeah. look at uh, when you look at it cuz you know certainly there's a big population of millennials who will at some point in their lives be sort of receiving wealth transfers um but it's a question sort of of timing and it's a question of when they get to that point and to be honest I feel really strongly that everyone needs to find the right solution for their financial planning. <laughs> yes. and millennials, just as much as baby boomers, just as much as Gen X. But I think one of the things that we found at Harness Wealth and one of the reasons we started this business was because um, there wasn't a solution that was built for Gen X. And they're about to uh, you know, reach their peak earnings. They're you know, starting to think about retirement, getting closer to retirement. They just have inherently a lot of complexities. Um, a, a lot more so than millennials currently. And they really sort of want a hybrid of tech and human advisor solution to help them. We did a survey here of about a thousand Gen X and 84% of them believe that it was important to have a person to talk to about managing their finances. And yes. 87% said they'd use an advisor if they found the right one. Um, but you know, they're a group that's really comfortable with technology. And from a day-to-day perspective, want to use technology to to help sort of manage their finances and think about it. So this is a generation that really needs a hybrid solution, and that's what we've built for them. Um, and, you know, that's what we think makes the most sense is they figure out sort of the best way to plan their finances and then plan their taxes and think about estate planning. I think that's that's really interesting, too. You talked about if they could find the right advisor. I'm just curious from all your research and, and what you know, what's so hard to I, I guess I should say, you know, how how do you go about finding the right advisor? Because I get asked right. that question all the time and I'm a certified financial planner. So I have a little you know, I have some insight and guidance. But um, I, I think that's kind of like the catch 22 that a lot of people are in. They want someone to help them and maybe the tech gets them so far, but but they know they need a human in there. But they're like, how do I even go about yeah. finding the right person? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I think, you know, there's a couple of things that make it more challenging. I think one of the things is that you're seeing this big trend where a lot of advisors are leaving bigger firms and they're going independent. Um, and that's right. fantastic. But what happens is it makes it harder for a consumer to find them. Um, and I think the other reason is, you know, consumers read horror stories about advisors <laughs> making bad decisions and that makes them nervous and uncomfortable. And it certainly is, is the exception, not the rule. Um, but, you know, I think people find it hard to um, judge or know how to evaluate the right advisor. And I think because of both of those things, 
we built Harness Wealth to help people do that. So the advisors that we bring on the platform, whether they're a financial advisor or a CPA for your taxes or a trust and estate attorney for your estate planning, we've taken them through this really extensive vetting process. So we know we've brought in sort of the best ones. Um, and then what we've done is we've built an algorithm um, that helps take the needs of a customer and pair them with the right advisor. So customers mm, wow. will be recommended sort of two to three advisors based on their needs and know that, you know, if they're someone like me who has uh, started a business and, you know, is married to uh, a, a British citizen that I will be paired with someone who understands cross borders and understands, <laughs> you know, equity for small businesses, you know, there's lots of nuances. And so I think our, our algorithm is a really smart way to pair people with the right advisor. And then, you know, we really encourage people to have a conversation with the advisors before they end up picking the right one, largely because this is a long-term relationship. This is an important relationship. You should sit down and speak to the advisors that have the right skill set for you just to make sure that you're comfortable with uh, the service that you'll be receiving. You're comfortable with the interaction you'll have with them. And then you can pick the right one feeling confident that they have the right skill set for you and feeling confident that they're they're good advisors. Yeah, yeah. So I have to ask uh how many dinner time Brexit conversations do you guys have? <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> Way too I many. Would we imagine. have Brexit fatigue at our house. <laughs> Yeah, I would imagine that um, it's it's fascinating even just being a U.S. citizen and watching what's going on and, um, it is. you know, some level of clarity. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I know another thing that you're really passionate about, which I love. It was one of the reasons why I, I really wanted to, to chat with you is we're at sort of, I feel like this all-time high with anxiety and stress and depression around money, whether it's something that we're talking about or not talking about. I mean, I really feel like it's something, a conversation we're not having, which is why people are feeling this, this panic. You know, what steps can somebody take to try to navigate around the anxiety and fear? Do you have any tips for maybe what they should be focused on? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the first thing is, everyone feels anxiety about this. So hopefully there's a bit of calm and knowing that it's not just you. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we partnered with Thrive Global that's been spending a lot of time talking about micro steps across a variety of different ways that you live your life. And, and you know, we were speaking with them and I thought, you, you know, this is perfect for your financial planning. This makes so much sense. And the, and this is what I tell people. The concept is to really use micro steps, which is this idea of, you know, don't think about the fact that you have to save one million by the age of 65. Think about what you can do on a monthly basis and little pieces that actually end up adding up to sort of the bigger goals that you want to do. So whether or not you're looking to pay down debt, whether or not you're thinking about retirement, you know, whether or not you're just thinking about financial security or you're saving for some other goal, micro steps is a really digestible way for people to make changes in their lives that end up having a really big positive effect, but doesn't feel like this huge insurmountable action that they have to take. It feels like, well, this is something easy I can do this month, or this is something easy I can do over the next month. And then you start getting in a pattern and it really ends up adding up. I would imagine that there's also almost like a mindset reset, if you will, that happens when you're doing these micro steps. Because I know I, I've done these in my finances for years. And 
there's some greater level of satisfaction for me when I'm actually achieving the micro steps because it makes that big goal seem not as big, but it also makes me feel like, hey, each day I'm I'm marching towards that. So I would imagine there's got to be some element in your brain wiring that changes, right? Yeah, there's this psychological component, at least for me, and I think for others where when you start achieving things, you can start checking things off your list and you feel like you're doing what you set out to do that gives you confidence and comfort and more excitement to keep going with it. And I think that's that's what's important and that's what people need. And that helps reduce the anxiety. Yes. You know, if you're not worried about going from A to Z and you're worried about sort of taking, you know, a few steps within there, it just makes it a little bit more um, digestible for people. And I think that that's ultimately gets people to the right place. So is there a right way to do micro steps? Like let's say somebody had debt and they wanted to get rid of the debt. I could imagine that there's probably some people listening go, okay, I understand the concept of micro steps, but I don't necessarily know how to break it down in my situation. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to figure out sort of how to tackle debt, you first want to sort of understand where your situation is. So how much do you owe? Um, you know, are there certain, do you have multiple debts? Um, you know, how do you want to think about tackling them? But I think looking at the picture first is probably the most helpful. I think some people find that, you know, even if they have sort of a lower interest debt, but it's a smaller pool of debt, just paying off one pool makes them feel better and a little bit more confident, mm, which yes. is great. Like, but you know, you, they tend, the advice tends to be to focus on the higher interest rate debt um, and start paying that down first. But I think it's really what are the right steps that is going to motivate you to ultimately sort of continue on and feel good about what you're doing in terms of tackling these things. And so, you know, people should do what they feel comfortable with, but I think the right way to approach it is to, Look at the broader picture, look at what you have to tackle, and then sort of work your way backwards and say, okay, what's the right first step for me? And then once you've achieved that, you know, can you do more? Can you sort of expand on it? Um, and, and, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, you know, D try to take it one piece at a time and, and see what you can do. those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. 
Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like 
a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. We'll get back into the episode after an Ask Shauna from Sarah. And Sarah says, Hi, Shauna. I'm hooked on the Millennial Money Podcast. Thank you so much for helping me get my SHIT together when it comes to money. I live in Chicago, and although it's not the most expensive city, it isn't cheap if you want to live a good life. If I'm honest, I don't like to cut back very often. I go to the gym, go out with my friends, enjoy happy hour, love taking in the city on the weekends, and I also love to travel. I know, typical millennial, right? I don't really have a question. I'm just writing in to tell everyone how my thinking around money changed last year after tuning into your show and how that has helped me have an awesome 2018 and a great start to 2019. I realized I was angry at how I was raised and how my parents talked to me about money, aka they didn't talk. I was also angry at a relationship I was in where my partner always made a comment about everything that I spent money on and made me feel like I was dumb and I didn't know what I was doing. I'm no longer in that relationship. Thank you very much. (laughs) You gave me confidence to write down my feelings and really think about how I view money. Doing so, I realized a lot of things I was holding on to and it was really an interesting exercise. I highly encourage anyone listening who might resonate with my story to do the same. Write it out. Think about it. Think what's holding you back from your goals. The answer has to be more than just money, I believe, because it was for me. Now I feel happy when I get paid and I feel happy when I make good choices with my money, even happy when I blow my money. I feel in charge and honestly, I would have paid you a million bucks to feel that way. I'm trying to spread the love to my friends and just wanted to share. So thank you. You're a friend to me and you don't even know it. Wow, Sarah, that is so awesome. Thank you for writing that in. I feel honored that you were able to use something from the podcast that I spoke about or that a guest spoke about for, gosh, for your benefit to help like really change your life. But it wasn't me though. And I'm going to say that over and over. So if you're listening and you think I have some sort of magical magical spell or uh I don't know gosh I've heard a lot of things it's not it's not me it was all you you rolled up the sleeves and you did the hard work and so many of us have gunk I mean I could use really bad words but you get the idea with gunk just trash build up from the past I think that's influencing our money thinking and patterns and that really needs to be thrown out because I think it's holding a lot of us hostage. It held me hostage for so many years. And I watched that hold other people hostage and people in all different facets of life, older people, younger people, people making a lot of money, people not making a lot of money. So I feel like I can speak to it with some sort of educated um, information, some sort of educated response, just because I've seen that happen. 
So a long time ago on podcasts years ago, I talked about this exercise called financial forgiveness. And maybe this is the one that you use, Sarah. Maybe you just coined your own exercise. And if you did, that's so incredibly awesome. But I call it financial forgiveness for a reason because I think that so many of us have, whether it's relationships, it's from our parents, or it's things that maybe we feel jealous about with our friends we don't even know about. Maybe it's our own insecurities. Maybe we've been held back at work. I, I don't know, whatever it may be. We all have these things that just build up in us and they they can faster inside of us if we don't go through some sort of exercise to get rid of them. And a lot of people might argue with me and say, this is like some mumbo jumbo, some crazy talk that you're saying to me, Shauna. But again, I know this to be true because I've done it myself. I've helped other people do this. And there is definitely something to be said for this exercise. So you can do any variation of this that you want. But what I suggest is you either open up a new Word doc in your computer or get out a piece of paper. I think writing something down is like ultra, ultra therapeutic. And I hate the way I write. Like I somehow I've forgotten how to write cursive. So I write something in between cursive and non-cursive and I can barely read my writing. But anyway, write down the stuff that just without even thinking, the stuff that just pisses you off when it comes to money, the stuff that you're upset about, or maybe that keeps happening over and over again in your situation or whatever it is, just write all that stuff down for five minutes. Start a timer on your phone, five minutes, just don't even judge yourself. And when you're done, when the five minutes is over, read it all back. And I guarantee it's going to like evoke some sort of feelings in you. Hopefully it's some sort of like fight back feelings. Like, you know what? No, all this crap that's on that piece of paper, you are not owning my life. You are not owning my future. I'm owning my future. And then do whatever you want to do with a piece of paper. I highly suggest burning that thing in a safe, very safe way. But if you want to just shred it, cut it up, throw it away, whatever you want to do, it's the act of getting rid of that mentally as silly and ridiculous as it may sound. It really does something to you. Now, if you want to take that to the higher degree, do that every week or every month or every other month or every six months, do it some sort of repetition because it's not just like going to therapy once. It's it's You don't get fixed once. And I'm not saying you need fixed. I'm just saying this stuff builds and builds and builds. It's just natural. It's how we go through life. So go through this process often. Get rid of this stuff. Write down the stuff that pisses you off and then be done with it and say, you know what? I'm in control of my money. I'm in control with what I do with what's in my bank account, I can positively direct it in ways that can help me fulfill an amazing future. And you have to positively tell yourself this stuff so that when the bumps come along, they don't throw you off track. So I know that was a very long-winded answer to your response, Sarah. I'm not even going to say question, but thank you so much for being honest and for sharing that with me because I think so many of us feel that exact same way. And I'm just so stoked that this worked for you, that it's working for you, and that you're having a kick-ass year because you actually took the time to think about these things. As a reminder, personal finance is personal. I think it's really easy to get sucked into 
okay, these are the 10 steps or the checklist I need to do, but that might not be what's appropriate for your situation, or it might not be the way that you go about paying off debt or saving for retirement, whatever it may be. And I think too often we neglect that piece of it that we're struggling to find out what is the what are the right steps or what's the right way for me to do this when really you just you kind of got to find out what works for you. Right. That's exactly right. I was actually having a conversation with one of our financial advisors the other day who made an interesting comment, which is exactly right. You know, he says, you know, people spend all this time worrying about what they're investing in and their portfolio. You know, they really just need to spend time looking at how much money they're spending versus how much they're making. That is just a really easy thing for people to control. And it was, you know, it, it was exactly right. It was simple, but it makes a ton of sense. You know, that's where people can have the most control is, is their expenditures, whether or not they have ten million in investable assets or a hundred thousand or you know one thousand. Yeah, that's such a great point. Like we want some like shiny, glossy secret, you know, the the secret to building wealth. And and it's it's things like that that are so simple that we like we tend to overlook it. Like, oh hey, this is actually really important. This actually could really change your life. So I love that you brought that up. Um, I'd love to ask you too. I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening that are like quite nervous about what's going on in their in the market. Maybe they're nervous to start investing, to even like dip their toes in the pool. How can we? How can we look at investing and not get sucked into the ups and downs and you know sideways movements of the market, but know that this is something that that's helpful for our future? Yeah, I mean, the first big thing there is you really have to think about the long term. Investing should be a long term process, not a sort of short term day trading type approach. Um, and so it's very hard to do sometimes, you know, when you see <laughs> movements in the stock market. But, you know, you have to remind yourself that, you know, it's important to build out a plan that's geared towards the longer term and geared towards what your needs are and and stick to it. And I think the second piece that's really important is, you know, you build diversified portfolios and there's lots of different ways to access diversified portfolios now, which is fantastic. But you build diversified portfolios to help protect yourself against these types of things. You know, that's why, um, you know, that's a better investment approach than than, you know, buying single stocks where you have a lot of concentrated exposure and, you know, certain types of uh, industries or countries or companies or whatever it is. But, you know, you have to think long term and you have to be diversified and you have to try to make sure that, um, you know, you're not too focused on any short term movements in the markets. And you don't have to be a genius to figure this out either, right? Or or like a math expert. You don't need to be either to to build a, a, a great deal of wealth investing. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if, if a financial advisor makes sense for you, you know, they're a fantastic resource to help you think about and build your financial plan and make sure you stick to it and give you a lot of really good advice around that. But even if you're in a situation where a financial advisor doesn't make sense for you, there's lots of different tools out there that can enable you to invest in diversified portfolios of ETFs that will give you a similar sort of um, protection against big movements in the markets, um, you know, depending yeah, on your time yeah. horizon, depending on your risk tolerance. You know, there's always a variety of things that feed into that. But, um, you know, the good news is there's a variety of different solutions out there depending on 
the complexity of your needs, depending on sort of the level of investable assets you have, um, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Wow, such great points. And I think, again, it's just it's just a good reminder for us to hear these things over and over again. So I'm curious, did um, did you grow up interested in, in money and investing, or did you come into this career a little later in life? I mean, the short answer is not really. Um, but I ended up working in financial services basically all of my career um, in, a, in, in sort of different types of ways. What I do believe really strongly, particularly, is uh, in the community more broadly, just getting more educated about financial planning. I don't think we do enough of it. I also believe really strongly in more women feeling confident about their financial right, planning yes. and more confident in investing. Um, it's really important that all individuals sort of feel empowered to sort of control their destiny when it relates to their finances. Um, and you yeah. know, things get complex, but the good news is there's lots of tools out there to help people. And I think that's only going to get better in the future. What do you think we're getting wrong when it comes to teaching women how to handle their money? I mean, because I feel we all, especially as women, we know that this is an issue. What, what do you think? What do you think is we're getting wrong with this? Well, first of all, I think that sort of generally speaking, there's not enough education broadly around financial planning, whether or not it's women or men. Uh, but I think, you know, there, there just historically has been, um, has been this very male dominated um, wealth management space, you know, for a variety of different reasons. And yeah, I think yeah. um, women just haven't been as involved for a variety of reasons. But you know, single women are making more money than they ever did before. Um, and that's fantastic. And that's a good opportunity for them to be, uh, you know, making sure that they're building a really strong financial plan for themselves. Um, but, you know, I think there's probably a lot of um, industry trends that have contributed to it, cultural trends that have contributed to it. Contributed to it. Um, but I think the good news is I think the tides are shifting on that. And I'm excited about um, what the future looks like for women in, in financial services and women in investing. Yeah, I can remember, I think it was the very first really, really wealthy male client that I worked with who was just convinced that I was the secretary. There was no way that I was smart enough to put together anything that was educated and complex about his finances. And, uh, you know, th those moments just always blow my mind. And he said to me, he said, women do not belong in financial services because women oh, do no. not know how to make money. And I'm like, really? That's oh, just, no. it's so fascinating. You know, of course you have to bite your tongue a little bit there. Um, but I mean, the, the, the stigma is definitely out there. Of course, you see it a little bit more with the older ages, but it's, it's just really interesting when people just flat out come out and say things like that. <laughs> right. Right. Which is of course not true. And, um, right. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you had mentioned this kind of dynamic between technology and, and human touch and certainly the, the financial technology revolution, evolution movement, whatever you want to call it has really changed the way that we handle our money, that we do our money, that we have access to different tools. I mean, how can we make sure, though, that we're using this technology to propel us forward and not maybe get us more off track or more confused? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the good news is a lot of the technology out there is doing a good job of just that. I think what can probably be hard for consumers is there's sort of more and more businesses out there, more and more sort of fintech investment offerings, and it's sort of trying to figure out which one makes the most sense for you. Um, And I think for consumers, you know, some of that means just doing a little bit of due diligence around, you know, who are these businesses? How exactly do they work? And, you know, if it doesn't make sense to you, if you don't feel comfortable with it, um, you know, it probably isn't the right thing for you to invest your money in. But, um, you know, I think more broadly, what a lot of these businesses are doing is giving access to a broader set of individuals um, mm, to yeah. some really sort of smart investment tools. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, there may be some that are certainly better than others, but on the whole, I think it's a really good thing um, for for consumers to make sure that they're, they are investing and they are sort of preparing themselves and, and taking advantage of what's out there to ensure that they can retire the way they want to. They can, you know, ensure that their, you know, kids can be sent to college or whatever, you know, whatever their goals may be in the future, that they're positioned to do that. Yeah, that they can have the vision of life, the version, vision, whatever you want to call it, of life that they really want to live. I think that's so powerful. Well, Katie, this has been so incredible to chat with you. I'd love if, let's say somebody could sit with you for just a few minutes what would you tell them? What what should they absolutely know about building a strong financial future? Maybe even, dare I say, as stress-free as possible? Yeah. Um, you know, I think what I would say is start early. Um, you know, the earlier you start, the better. But, you know, if you haven't started, don't beat yourself up about it. Just take the right step and do it. I think um, map out where you want to go and figure out what small steps you need to take to get there, depending on what your situation is. Um, but you know, this is something that's really important. And this is something where, you know, compounding has a really big effect on the outcome. So the earlier you start, the earlier you have a plan, um, the better for individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, Katie, I'd love for you to tell the listeners where they can connect with you and how they can find out more about Harness Wealth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find out more about Harness Wealth on harnesswealth.com. It's a great uh, resource for individuals to be able to, you know, uncover opportunities they may be thinking about or maybe worried that they're missing um, with their uh, with their financial plan. I think everyone is sort of wondering if they're making the right steps and if they're making the wrong steps. And we have some great tools to help you do that. But I think more importantly, you know, you can come to us and find the right advisors for you, whether you need a financial advisor, whether you need a CPA, or whether you need a trust and estate attorney, or some combination of, of those three. Um, you know, you can come through, answer some questions, tell us about yourself, and we'll pair you, um, you know, with a really curated set of advisors to meet your needs. Um, and go to harnesswealth.com to learn more. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.